0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here, as always, on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am the Renegade J.J. Williams, and today I'm going to be discussing from 2017 Checkpoint, starring Kenny Johnson, Bill Goldberg, Mindy Robinson, William Forsyth, Fred Williamson, Michelle Lee, Ricky Harris, Tyler Maine and Kane Hodder. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again for a brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. I appreciate you all tuning in for me every day like you do, and let's get right down to business. Our film begins with our main character, Roy and another man fighting in what appears to be a military barracks. And after a decent hand-to-hand combat-style fight, Roy shoots the other man, killing him. Now, Roy's a vagrant, sleeping on the beach, you know, park, wherever he can find a place to pull up and crash for the night. We also meet Grant, another vagrant, And a friend of Roy's. You know, so much of a friend that Roy gives him his dog tags from when Roy was a Marine. They tell us that it's Friday, which means that Susie's famous dumplings are being served at the local diner. Susie only makes her dumplings once a week. So everybody comes in on Fridays to score those dumplings because they are locally famous. We then cut to a person in a shower, and it appears to be a female, but, you know, nothing really gives it away. The person is washing blood off of them. The mystery person leaves the hotel, and we see a dead body on the bed in the hotel room. Next, we officially meet Susie and her husband, Kenny, and they run the local diner, Which, like I said, is famous for Susie's homemade dumplings. According to Kenny, it's the only thing she knows how to cook. She's a terrible cook, but she can make some dumplings. Now, Roy and Grant are out behind the diner. And they get some of the dumplings. Susie comes and she gives them to them. You know, she kind of takes pity on them being homeless, vagrants, etc., especially since She sees the dog tags on Grant And thinks that he's ex-military Kenny comes out And he just starts giving them crap Especially to Roy Because he can tell That Grant isn't really military But he looks at Roy And he's like But I believe you were military I believe those are your dog tags And he just keeps going off About how pathetic Roy is being a vagrant, being homeless, bumming food in the back of a diner, etc. We then see the mystery person again, and it is, in fact, a female named Libby. And she's with her boyfriend, husband, relationship not really established, by the name of Cyrus. And Cyrus begins to speak of a plan involving a battleship and the White House. Well, after their little conversation, Libby leaves, and she goes to another hotel room, posing as a stripper. And there's a room full of Marines, and she murders all of them. First one, she completely just slices his throat. Really brutal, nice kill scene. The others, she just kind of stabs and kills him, not nearly as graphic. But that first kill, man, watching the throat slid open, brutal stuff. Now, Meanwhile, the NSA data center intercepts a message saying that the battleship is secure and the move will be made within 72 hours. And they kind of disregard it as just kids playing on their walkie talkies, maybe talking about a video game or a board game. Because the closest battleship, the USS North Carolina, is nothing more than a museum at this point. She's been out of commission for years. We then cut to Cyrus and Libby, and they're taking over the battleship. Security, innocence, whoever gets in their way, they're just taking them out as an attempt to siege and seize the the battleship there. Proving that the transmission should have been taken seriously as obviously, here's the battleship being secured. Now, Roy has a flashback to his girlfriend, wife, not really sure, again, relationship not established. And she's announcing to him that she's pregnant. Their families and friends are in attendance, as is TJ. TJ is a military friend of Roy's, very good friend. This is our first real introduction to TJ, the character played by Bill Goldberg. Grant overhears a plot, and they're talking about troops going underground through hidden tunnels, storming the White House and overtaking the president. But Grant just dismisses it. He thinks maybe he overheard a television, you know, describing a plot of a TV show or a movie. He doesn't think that any of this could possibly be real. Shortly after that, TJ runs into Grant on the street, and he's trying to get information about where Roy is. He knows Grant's been hanging around him, and he's trying to find him. You know, saying that the streets aren't safe, we need to get you guys off the streets. And Grant's just not giving any information up, which TJ understands. He's like, you know, that's fair. I understand that. And TJ tells Grant, you know farming season is coming, he wants to offer them jobs to help work his farm. You know, three huts in a cot, gets them off the street, a little bit extra cash for work in the fields something tj then takes off and grant is continuing to wander the streets and he hears some commotion so he finds a crack in the wall and he starts looking through it and he sees some men on their knees with bags over their heads and he watches one of them get beheaded he starts trying to leave the situation but he's caught and captured The next day at the church it's easter sunday and the sheriff stops by after the service to conversate with the reverend and the reverend tells the sheriff that one of his regulars wasn't there today and that's not like them to miss a service especially a huge service like easter sunday so the reverend's a little bit concerned about this person's whereabouts Sheriff offers to look into it. Roy goes back to the restaurant, and Susie sees him behind the restaurant, you know, near the dumpsters, offers him some of her dumplings. She's about to go inside and get him, and Kenny comes out and catches her, and he begins to harass Roy some more. While this is all going on, TJ is in the restaurant, and he's having a meal with his daughter by the name of Cassandra and her teacher, Rebecca. Also in the restaurant at the time is deputy stacks, the sheriff's deputy. And he receives a radio transmission from the sheriff asking him to come out to this house to help with this missing persons case. Deputy tells him, you know, I'll meet you in like 15 minutes leaves the restaurant. When Deputy Stacks arrives, him and the sheriff find the missing bodies dead, and they begin to suspect murder. Ray then sees a group of people huddled around a TV in a store window, and the news station is showing video of an execution that just recently took place of these military men. It's the same execution that Grant stumbled on just before he went missing. The men that were beheaded were soldiers, Marines. And Roy starts to realize that Grant has been missing ever since this night. He's starting to try, in peace Things together a little bit. TJ finally finds Roy, and Roy tries to convince TJ that the execution happened in their town of Port Royal. But TJ doesn't believe him. Roy storms the restaurant thinking Susie's involved in this somehow. Roy ends up getting arrested, but he keeps persisting, trying to get someone to help corroborate his story but nobody wants to believe it. Finally, Freddy, another one of the deputies, agrees to look into it just to get Roy to shut up, if for no other reason but to prove him wrong so that Roy will just have to leave it alone. But when he goes to do some looking into it, some digging, he finds Roy's dog tags, which Grant had, behind a dumpster. He starts to believe Roy's story a little bit now. While this is going on, the sheriff, Susie, and Chester, who's a longtime friend of the sheriff, they meet at a bar. Susie tells the sheriff that her and Kenny aren't going to press charges on Roy because of what happened. Now, a short time later, Rebecca starts to hear some screaming from the restaurant. She's still in there, you know, after her meal with TJ and Cassandra, going over papers, whatever. She starts hearing the screaming. When she starts to investigate it, she finds Susie in the basement slapping herself. The basement of the restaurant looks just like the basement in the execution video, which leads more to the point that Roy was right. Rebecca and Susie begin fighting, and Kenny comes in and shoots Susie. He's always been suspecting something was up with the way that she would feed the vagrants, especially if they were ex-military, and then those people started to disappear. So he's always been a little bit suspicious, and he kills her. To try to put that suspicion to rest now. The sheriff and deputy Stacks return to Roy in his jail cell. And the sheriff's even trying to be kind and bring him a sandwich. Freddie tells the sheriff that Roy was right. And the sheriff shoots Freddie, killing him. The sheriff and deputy stax are involved in this plot of the killing of the soldiers and wanting to take over the White House. And the reason they're being so nice is because they want Roy to join them. The sheriff says that it's time for America to rise from the ashes. And we learn through the sheriff's monologuing that the day that Roy was discharged from the Marines, the tornado hit his house, killing his wife, unborn baby, because remember she was pregnant, And his parents who just happened to be there visiting that day You know This of course explains his vagrant lifestyle He had nothing to come home to No house, no family, nothing Where was he going to go? And the sheriff is using all this like, you know What has our country done for you? You came home to nothing You've been homeless For 18 months living a vagrant lifestyle. Don't you want some revenge? The sheriff says that the USS North Carolina will sail all the way up to the Capitol and him and his team will take it by force. Now, Rebecca catches up with TJ and shows him. The video and TJ realizes that Roy was right all along. When the sheriff leaves from talking to Roy, he drops his keys. Now, I actually rewound this scene. I'm not sure if it was an accident or if it was intentional, but in any event, the sheriff drops his keys. So Roy, of course, picks him up, lets himself out of the cell. And breaks out of the jail TJ sees him escaping And picks him up So now TJ, Rebecca and Roy are all together They go back to TJ's house And Kenny joins them So now you've got a quartet of people That are all Believing Roy's story now And are willing to do whatever they need to do To stand up for all this They come up with a plan for the battleship to take out the power supply because it's an old ship. So you take that out, everything goes dark. And then they're going to clear it from the bottom to the top. They give themselves two hours to get everything they need, let the people that they love know that they love them in case they don't make it back, and then to reconvene to begin their operation. When they begin to move in on the ship, they take out anyone that is not a part of their team. And then we see the same fight sequence from the start of the film. Roy and the man in the military barracks come to find out it's on the battleship. It is sleeping quarters because you can tell the way the beds are set up. So it almost makes you wonder, was this That we saw in the beginning of the movie Like a tease of things to come Was it a vision A hallucination A premonition Don't really know So while Roy is fighting this guy In the sleeping quarters TJ is fighting a man On the deck of the battleship And just when the other man Looks like he may get the best of TJ Roy comes in Kills the other man Saving TJ The sheriff shows up at Chester's place, and when Chester begins to question him what's going on, the sheriff shoots his longtime friend in the stomach. Libby, who's there with Cyrus, turns on Cyrus and puts a bullet in the back of his head, you know, taking out people that are close to them to further themselves in their mission. Libby and Rebecca begin to fight because at this point TJ Rebecca Roy and Kenny have moved on from the battleship now that they've taken that over and saved it and they've moved on to follow them to Chester's place. So Libby and Rebecca begin fighting and Rebecca kills Libby while that's going on TJ and Stax are fighting and eventually T.J. breaks Stax's neck, killing him as well. A grenade gets thrown near where Kenny and Roy are. And Kenny jumps on top of the grenade as a sacrifice to help save Roy. I don't know if maybe Kenny was doing that to kind of apologize for all the harassing he did to Roy. Especially since Roy was right all along. But alas, he sacrifices himself for Roy. Chester follows the sheriff into an underground tunnel and kills him, paying him back for getting shot in the stomach. During all the gunfire and everything, Roy gets his leg blown off. And he's fading in and out of consciousness. He's, He's dying, essentially. As he begins to fade away, he's seeing visions and he's calling to his wife, girlfriend, his mother, his father. And TJ kneels beside him and tells him to run to the light. Go join your family, brother. It's all good. And we lose Roy. TJ and Rebecca survive. They raise the American flag which had been knocked down during all the gun battle. This flagpole holding the flag had been knocked down. So they standed back up, re-raising the American flag. And our film ends with a quote from Ronald Reagan dated January 20th, 1981, which says, the price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. This was a damn good film. There were a couple spots where I was like, eh, can we move on with the storyline? You know, when's Goldberg going to get into this? The only other movies I've ever seen with Goldberg are his appearance in Ready to Rumble and Santa's Slay. Ready to Rumble. Is what it is. People either love it or hate it. I'll be talking about it a little later in the month, so I'm not going to let you know where I stand on it. People either love it or hate it. Santa's Slay, Most people will say that that film is a piece of hot garbage. I'm not going to argue with them. There's a lot wrong with that movie. But it's also a cool little gore fest. For people that like horror movies, Christmas movies, movies that combine the two holidays. But this is definitely the best I've seen from Goldberg. And you add in the other horror movie icons who are in this film. Okay, so you got Goldberg who is in Santa's sleigh as a killer Santa. Then you got Tyler Maine, a.k.a. Rob Zombie's Michael Myers. Then you got Kane Hodder, who was Jason in a good chunk of Friday the 13th films. So that trio right there already had my interest peaked. I do wish we could have seen a little bit more from Kane Hodder and Tyler Maine's characters. Um, Tyler Maine was Deputy Stax, and Kane Hodder was Cyrus. But I, I, I wish we could have seen a little bit more from them, but what they did do, I enjoyed. You know, Tyler Maine, other than being Rob Zombie's Michael Myers, the only other thing I really know him from is being um, Sabretooth in the original X-Men movie. Kane Hodder, I can't think of anything that I really know of him outside of his role of Jason. So it was nice to get to see him do something other than wear a hockey mask and kill people. I did thoroughly enjoy this film. I'm going to give it three and a half out of five stars. Like I said, there were a couple points where I'm like, okay, can we speed this up a little bit? And wanting to see Kane and Tyler do more. But I feel three and a half out of five stars is a very fair rating for this film. Let's make sure we get out there on social media. Get those hashtags trending. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And of course, the ever popular Shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising where the real money's made. Make sure you tune in tomorrow right here on another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, when I will be discussing the reunion, starring John Cena, Ethan Embry, and Amy Smart. Also, make sure you get out there and do what the commercial told you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network. Get you your official merchandise for the Jeff Meacham Network. The Logo Tee, the Talk Wrestling Tee, the Meachamania Tee. Get you your official merchandise of the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood. Get you your Renegade J.J. Williams T-shirt get you your stat boy sports bar shirt, your dad's not always on wrestling shirt, and so much more. Thank you once again for joining me. Leave me your comments in the comment box below. Let me know what you thought about Checkpoint. I appreciate you guys. I will reply to you guys. I might even read your comment on this month's episode of Renegade Recap. So thank you for joining me, and I will see you guys next time.